Hey everybody, welcome back to the Radio Star Murders. We are breaking down music videos and trying to decide if video did in fact kill the radio star. Today, we're doing our final film-themed uh, music video. We've done a whole bunch of them. We did Goonies Are Good Enough. We did My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. We did Dangerous Minds uh, with Coolio, the Gangster's Paradise. And now, Clay, do you want to introduce mm. uh, your final choice for this topic, which you chose? Yes, we'll be doing uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call by Fallout Boy. Nice. From the two. Th- no, it's uh, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr., which is one of the, for my money, one of the best uh, film songs ever, I think. Mm. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of. Uh, um, personal uh, stakes n- in this. Personal stakes in it. You know, it's, it's, it's very. Ghostbusters is very much like my Star Wars. Uh, as far I, Ghostbusters and Back to the Future were basically my Star Wars when I grew up, when I was growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the song is good. Uh, it's in, uh, it's linked to the movie in a way that most songs generally aren't. Um, and explicitly about, Jr., explicitly about the, uh, the movie in, in terms yes, of the song. Yeah. yeah. In a, in a way that's different. Cause it's not like one of those ones where they just explain the plot. It's actually kind of beneficial to the to the to the way the movie works because he uh, 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 Ray Parker Jr. only had a few days to write it and he thought the the, the title was really difficult to um, put into lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he was watching TV late at night and he saw a cheap commercial for a local like uh, just a local service that reminded him that the film had a similar commercial featured in in the in the movie. Uh, for for the Ghostbusters business, and that inspired him to write a song as like a pseudo advertising jingle, which is actually a really smart, uh, uh, interesting way to, to to come at it. Yeah, I, um, I read that, and I never I never realized it, but it makes perfect sense once you yeah. once you understand that that's what he was going for. Like it does sound like that. Um, yeah, and they they made a they made a music video that was also directed by Ivan Reitman, and uh, in that music video we have on a night much like tonight. A lonely girl approaches a lonely house, which sits underneath a lonely highway overpass. I honestly don't know if this is her house or if she's house-sitting or breaking and entering or what, but the interior looks like a porn set from a bad Miami Vice episode. (laughs) Just then, a very ghostly Ray Parker Jr. soon appears wearing a flat gray workman's outfit, you know, ghost clothes. But honestly, if I were her, I'd skip the Ghostbusters and call the police because that house is full of very real, very weird people hiding behind couches and in other rooms. Uh, After viewing some requisite clips from the movie, she obviously ends up getting more severely haunted once she strips down to her skivvies, as the song very clearly states that ghosts like the girls. We're treated to more clips as well as cameos from the most random group of 1984's hottest and most available celebrities, (laughs) until it turns out that Ray Parker Jr. was not a ghost at all, but a very real person. Relieved that he was just an actual person stalking her through the house and watching her sleep from outside the window and under the bed, the girl walks off with Ray Parker Jr., ultimately having called neither the cops nor the Ghostbusters, leaving this whole narrative painfully unresolved. However, there's another reading of this video where you can surmise based on how Ray Parker Jr. and the girl walk off into the light after starting to exist on the same physical plane that the girl was in fact dead the whole time and the video is the story of her coming to terms with her new existence in the afterlife as a ghost. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. What do you think about the yeah, what do you think about the song here? We'll get into the music video. Um 
But what do you think about the song? You like the song. It's written It's written as a jingle. It says Ghostbusters. Yeah. Kids love it. They can just scream out Ghostbusters whenever he says it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it, as far as a song for the movie that, you know, sells the movie uh, as much as it's selling the song, I think it's great. Yep. Like, uh, you know, it, it's like if, 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 uh, danger, if the chorus of Danger Zone was uh, Kenny Loggins saying the name Top Gun over and over again. <laughs> and I like that they snuck in a little bit of a... Um... A Toy Story, it's for the kids, but the adults will get it too when he keeps saying, Bustin' makes me feel good, which yeah. I think, <laughs> yes. which is definitely... That was something something I did not pick up when I was a kid, I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part of the song there, but I mean... I, which I, is in line with the film, because the film has a very similar kind of sense of humor, where it's fairly all ages, but every now and then it dips into like, oh, that was kind of crude. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit of be- uh, blue humor going on. And I yes. think that's... I think it's a really, I think it's a great movie song. Um, yeah. You know, if it wasn't attached to the movie, I'd be like, what the fuck is this song talking about? But it'd Well, be- if it wasn't attached to the movie, it might be I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis. Yes. Because Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagiarism, which I think, I think plagiarism cases should be determined by who had the better song. And mm. uh, in this case... Uh, Ghostbusters is is a much better song than I Want a New Drug. I Want a New Drug is a shitty song. And also, it doesn't even sound... I mean, it sounds close, but there are other songs that have not been sued for plagiarism that sound, that sound way similar than these two. Yeah, I was... I was I looked at... <coughs> excuse me. I looked at that, too, last night. I wasn't aware he got sued, and apparently Huey Lewis won the suit, and yeah. they... Like, he got paid something, and they signed a uh, confidentiality disclosure... And then Huey Lewis brought it up on like an I Love the 80s VH1 show. And, and Ray Parker sued him for breaking nice. uh, their contract, which is hilarious. Good. Good. I, I'm, I'm glad he did that. I, I, I would agree. Those, those, they sound similar. But it's more like I would say that, <laughs> this one's more like I would say to be inspired by that sound. It, like, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say they're direct one-to-ones. And you, I wouldn't confuse them if they came on the radio and be like, Oh, it's the go. Oh no, it's not the Ghostbusters. It's uh, like, I I think that has to be the prerequisite for music plagiarism, but they do sound similar. I suppose. Like, have you ever listened to Caribbean queen and Billie Jean back to back? They're the same fucking song, right? I'm not, the lyrics aren't the same, but the music is almost identical. Yeah. And I'm, I can't believe that he did not get sued into oblivion, but you know, but if you listen, but they don't, they don't sound similar unless you're looking for it. Right. Exactly. Uh, if no one had said that, I wouldn't have noticed it when I listened to New Drug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the same here. It, it, there's there's this new thing that they do a lot now where 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 if you get caught like ripping off another song intentionally or otherwise, but not like the whole song, the a lot of times the the uh, writer of the song you cl- that is claiming ripped you off gets like a inspired by credit now yeah. or like a co writing credit. Like there's there's some song um, just for the royalties. Yeah, I forget what it is, but there's some song that's like straight up sounds exactly like this Rob Thomas song, and uh, I I actually looked it up and, and they they gave Rob Thomas like an inspired by credit in the songwriting thing, and it's like why what's okay I feel like you gotta get have one or the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be inspired by Rob Thomas too at the same time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tattoo on your on your soul. Um, yeah, I, I think that the I actually have that on my chest across my chest. It says inspired by Rob Thomas. I think that the uh, I think it's a good song. I think it's a good uh, tie into the movie. It's probably the best 
tie-in that we've done so far in terms of like how it's branded itself along with the movie and how it reminds you of the movie and everything like that. Uh, mm. I think the video is actually pretty bad. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, and and goes it goes into my my working theory that Ivan Reitman is actually a hack. Oh, because, okay. Because uh, and Reitman he directed, directed Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. directed Ghostbusters. He directed the video. He's made exactly two good movies that I, by my count, and one of those good movies is half of Stripes and half of Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Just combined into one. Yeah, I think that. You know, it, it's almost this came out in '84. You think, which is, I, I, I would, uh, I put a lot of the blame here on Ray Parker Jr. in the video, actually, because it seems he's giving a performance in the music video that is, it seems like it would be early in music videos where, before people realize that you kind of have to go big on film, yeah. like you have to, yeah. you have to be a little bit bigger or broader than what you think you're getting across. It's, it's like when we started podcasting. Um, your podcasting voice is not really your talking voice. It, it's like a you have to amplify it a little bit because yeah. normal recordings and normal like normally watching people sing and dance uh, doesn't really sell all that well. And he's not really selling his performance here in this video. I don't think like he as, looks like a guy who's just come on to do karaoke and be in the video. <laughs> yes. As an aside, I have noticed that my regular talking voice sometimes does end up turning into my podcast voice in that I bring the podcast talking voice into my normal life, mm. and it really disturbs me because I, I don't like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we if I start talking about a, a movie or a show or something, about halfway through I realize I sound like I'm recording a podcast, right? and that can't be enjoyable for anybody else if it's not enjoyable for me. Yeah, and outside of that, you know, I, I kind of like the set design. It's kind of like a, a hodgepodge of stuff, like the the bizarre celebrities yelling Ghostbusters is kind of, you know. It's Why not, is George Went there? George Went, uh, the other yeah. weird, Chevy Chase. Is Chevy Chase in Ghostbusters? He's not, right? He is not, no. Okay, yeah, he seems odd. It's really just a who's who. Especially who's. since he and Bill Murray have, uh, have, were not buddies. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. It's just kind of a who's who, and then. I, I like the interior design of the house and everything like that. And, uh, you know, th I, I think all of that kind of works in a weird 80s vibe where there's ghosts and neon everywhere. Uh, but Ray Parker's I have acting noticed, is, is really not doing anything for me. I had noticed how your new house, your living room was painted entirely black. And you had just done piping of neon around all of the windows and couches and tables and stuff and i sleep under the bed on a little mechanics rollout thing that i can just pop right out that was the most scandalous moment where the uh the woman's skivvies are shown as you're saying where mm. they pull the blanket down and he just pops out from underneath her bed yes Buster yeah, makes him yeah feel ray, good. ray parker jr definitely has that sort of uh his acting style in this is very much like i don't know what music videos are so i kind of think this is kind of a joke yes this, no uh, one's going to see sure, this, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of it was him in front of a blue screen with that ridiculous ice cream cone looking microphone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll lip sync two bars of the song in front of this blue thing. What he's, is this going to look like? I, I don't know. He actually came up, I guess he came up in Motown and stuff too. Like he's a songwriter yeah. who worked mm -hmm. for a lot of other people. So it might just be a thing of this is not his lane, you know, to be, yeah. to be the visual Michael Jackson-esque guy that they... But, you know, everyone is probably wanting at this point in time. Uh, some people just aren't cut out for it. I think I think that's the biggest problem with the music video, actually, is his performance in it. Yeah, and I just think it's, it's it, as far as ideas go, it's not very inspired. Like I love the opening shot of the house under the... Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. neat, yeah. Uh, but, like, people 
jumping out from behind couches and yelling ghosts. It looks like they just just got the crew and their kids. Yeah, yeah. To s- sit behind the couches and or jump up in front of the camera and yell Ghostbusters. I don't know. It's just it's always seemed very weird to me and very. I, I I bet they probably shot this in like five hours. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like they spend much time doing it. Seems to be a theme of our worst music videos. So would you yeah. say that? However, we- I will say the final shot of the Ghostbusters and Ray Parker Jr. walking down the strutting. middle of Times Square. Strutting is the more appropriate term, I think, yeah, than walking. Is yeah, is very iconic, at least for me, because I always remembered that shot, and they use that, they kind of recreate that at the end of, over the end credits of the Ghostbusters cartoon from the 80s. Hmm. Um, and when the Ghostbusters video game came out uh, in like 2016, they recreated it with uh, uh, in CGI for the for the video game trailer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a. Uh, we we talked about um, Celine Dion in the past one. Or her heart will go on about how maybe there was a bit too much of the movie in that one, or at least that's my kind of my opinion about mm-hmm. it. There's too much mm-hmm. movie clips. Are there not enough movie clips in this one, or is it just right? Um, I don't know. I I I think. Uh... I don't know. It's it's tough because they actually. Uh... There, there are there are fewer clips in this one than there were in the in the other one, um, as you can tell by where their money went as far as shooting the singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to get their money out of the sets that they built and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the balance is. Like, what's a good mix for movie? Ver- have we? I don't know if we've actually even talked about that. Like, what a good mix of movie versus music video is for one of these things. Yeah, well, I, I think that this one's I better. Think for- I will say that it feels like the clips they show in this are a lot more random than the clips that we've seen in other ones. Like yeah, in yeah. my heart will go on. You've got this you've at least got a theme to it like it's very clearly a love song so you're going to try and approximate the love story and the tragedy of the love story. Uh Dangerous Minds has a very clear theme to it or uh you know whatever the song is for that I can't uh, Gangster's Paradise. Uh, now featured in the Sonic the Hedgehog trail. Um, <laughs> how, how timely of a uh, release know, we yeah. had there, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that has a clear theme and tone they're going for, uh, so they pick very specific shots from the movie that get across that tension and anger and stuff. Uh, Goonies are good enough. The theme is Nikolai Volkov milking a plastic cow, clearly. <laughs> um, but gun. this one, it's like, it's not, there's no real theme or vibe that they're trying to, that this song is meant to, well, I guess it's meant to do like, to sound like a jingle. Yeah, I guess they're selling um, the services of catching ghosts for you. Yeah, yeah. but they're not, but but it feels like the, the clips they're giving you are very scattershot. I, I think all the, over the place. I, I think the difference kind of is, is that I, I could not tell you what the plot of Ghostbusters was after watching yes. this music video. Like, it's yeah. really just kind of random and very quick cut where... My Heart Will Go On in particular felt like they were just telling you the entire story of the movie. Um, and I, I think there's a there's a difference between the two there that you want to see. I, I don't. I think My Heart Will Go On went too far in one direction. I think this is fine. I don't think you even need... I, I, I think you don't even need a lot of clips. Like, there's none in The Goonies are good enough, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you could have taken out clips and added more George Went, and I you know, probably would have been the same. Would, would have been fine with it. That, that'd be my thing. I, I thought that this one was fine in terms of mixing those clips together. I'm I'm a little surprised by how few of the videos were clever and how they did it. Like I thought the Big Gun by ACDC was mm-hmm. the best one in that case where 
most of the other ones feel like they just have these clips are going to insert them into this thing that may or may not thematically line up with the the, the music video might thematically uh, line up with the, the movie or not and then you just kind of walk away saying i know what that song is uh for uh and in some cases i'm more confused than other cases yeah yeah it's not yeah. uh not a thing to did did you have any uh other thoughts about ghostbusters i suppose which is a you know, I guess we get into whether or not the video helps or hinders in this mm. song. Do you do you think it helps or uh, hinders this? Uh, I don't think it helps. Yeah. Um, it feels, it, the, the thing with the, it has always felt to me like something they did just to show the cast and crew. Like the, 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 the group of celebrities that they add into it very much feels like friends of the show, sort of. Like uh, Chevy Chase has, you know, SNL connections and John Candy has Second City connections and uh, uh, Al Franken has SNL connections. And there's that one guy who is just Ray Parker Jr.'s percussionist who's in there for some reason. (laughs) But then there's like totally (laughs) random stuff like Melissa Gilbert and uh, George Went. Yeah. Uh, Maybe George Went was just drinking buddies with Dan Aykroyd or something. I don't know. Peter Falk shows up. It just feels very much like we got a bunch of your friends to say happy birthday to you, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, so, yeah, it, it always just felt like really uh, never never really meant for, for wide consumption to me. Yeah, well, they, they certainly got better because we've watched a couple of the 80s ones, right? And then yeah. we moved into the 90s ones. And the 90 ones feel like they're much better at um, linking the movie to the song mm-hmm. i think like the acdc one came out later obviously and it's a better version of that and the heart will go on is kind of the same thing it's like it, it builds that linkage to you here well if i was uh if i was better at research i would have determined where in the lineage of music vi- movie based music videos this actually falls because it's probably pretty early this like I, be, I don't yeah yeah i don't know i'm just trying to think of movies from before 1984 that had big blockbuster soundtrack songs like this and i can't think of any off the top of my head Mm. so this might have been one of the first ones to really kind of even do this yeah that's that's true because what did this lose this lost to stevie wonders i just called to say i love you which i didn't even know was from a movie and it's for woman in red so I don't know what that movie is, uh, but obviously the, the song worked out for him. So yeah. I'd- wait, wait. So there's a movie called Woman in Red, but the song is I Just Called to Say I Love You. Do you think the guy that wrote Lady in Red was just like hoping that he could thread that needle but never got the phone call? <laughs> it might be. It might be that case where uh, I suppose Ray Parker got more... Uh, more direct instructions than I think of what to do. The woman in red. What the hell is this? Woman in red. It is. Oh, you know what? Flashdance, 1983. That was a big, a big music one. They had what a feeling and maniac. Oh, sure. Um, but even so, even if that's before it, which it clearly is, that's only a year before. So this seems like it was still a fairly new, uh, endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it definitely is. Um, it's been, it's, I guess it's been interesting. We watched, just, you know, four or five of these, I suppose. And I wouldn't say any of these really excel. ACDC is the only one that I think I would say really excel at it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a, um, maybe we're going to find that less music videos hold up over the course of time, or if we're going to say that maybe themed, uh, film themed ones aren't going to be the best of music videos. Well, I mean, the, the, the movie themed ones are probably meant to be the most, uh, 
fleeting re- fleetingly relevant or disposable, you know, because they're really only meant to sell the movie for the length of time the movie exists That's true. in the theater. So you just kind of, you know, hitting someone with a shotgun blast of content to get them into the theater. And then after that, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, suppose. The, they, they all eventually end up uh, on the karaoke list at somebody's birthday. But um, but there's still um, there's still that lot of there's a lot of crossover between commercial directors and music videos. Like, I, yes. And yeah. I, I don't know if it's because they're similar or if it's just because that's where the work is that people will mm-hmm. go for. But like, well, I, except for the video for Thunder, because that was a film. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's yes. he's in art, a well, well-trained art student. But I think I, I guess that would be the, uh, you know, I, on some level, all the music videos are commercial uh, because they're trying to sell the yeah. album. And yeah, I mean, that's that's what they are. They're just commercials. Yeah. And so uh, it's weird that doing it for a film, I th- maybe it just sort of artificially brings it because you have to include the content of the film sort of. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels kind of clumsy in a lot of cases. Maybe that's the case. But I'll be interested to see if things change after that, because I do think that um, when we do these topics like this, I think you're going to see that the the videos are similar within the genre unless we so mm. not within the genre, but within like the topic they might be more similar than we would expect. And you'll have to get like really broad topics to see a lot of difference between the things, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I know what you mean. Um, That's it. So I, uh, I'm picking next topic. I I'd agree that I think that the, uh, the video doesn't help the song at all. I think, um, I think the song is much better before you watch the video actually. Uh, And that's, Oh, continue. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I think like I, I, the, the video is pretty cheesy. And I was like, wow, it's, uh, oh, I was watching the video saying, wow, is the song not as good as I remember? Then I listened to the song and I love the song. So yeah, it's really yeah. the video is impacting how I feel about it. Yeah. The, the video really makes the song feel a lot cheesier. It does. It yes, it does. It, yeah. it sounds like a pretty cool song when you're not watching the video. But then when yeah. you see him dancing around and singing it, it's like, wow, this is kind of a hokey, hokey tune. But I, I think it holds up on its own. You know, the one thing that I've noticed about this song over the years, because I've listened to it many times and many versions of it. It is a very hard song to cover. I don't know why it is, but there's the the mix is never quite right as far as like what what melody or what music instrument gets gets the most uh, space to work and is is more upfront. Um, I think <clears throat> see if you don't believe me, just look up Ghostbusters cover. They just never quite sound right. Mm, okay. Um, I, and this this goes on a list with songs that I find are very difficult to cover. Uh, another one being "Louie Louie" by the Kingsmen, which yes. I think is the greatest rock and roll song ever written. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a discussion for a different time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a very well constructed, very well mixed uh, single that does its job incredibly well. Um, I don't think that the music video helped the song. But I 100% think the song helped the movie. Yes, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Like, the movie's great as it is, but that song just, you know, boom, next level. Yeah. That's that's funny. I, I, it's just that, that earworm thing, I guess, right? Like, if, yeah. you, if you can insert the earworm into the consciousness of people and then uh, just kind of go off of it, like, it, it just builds something, I think, right there that you can really stick around with. Like, it, it, it holds. Uh, songs, songs manage to hold better than other media. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think similar, that's why it's similar in uh, my heart will similar to my heart will go on in that way where it's it helps the movie and it really does stick in your in your ear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to be done with uh, the film themed episodes, so we're going to be moving on to the next one. 
I actually haven't actually decided what I want to do for a topic, uh, but we'll let you know next week when the first one comes out. I've got a couple rattling around in my head, and we'll see where we stand. We'll do four of those, and then we'll change the topic, and that'll be the way that we go forward. Clay, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, no. Bustin makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Bustin makes us all feel very, very good. Saying that out of context is really disgusting. (laughs) We're all uh, we're all happy to have done uh, Ghostbusters. We're all happy to have seen all these filmed music videos. Leave some comments below about what topics you'd like us to cover. I might not be able to get to it in time, but I do have something to say. If you want to, I don't know how you feel about mashups. But if you go on YouTube and you and you look for uh, Ghostbusters and Thunderstruck, there's a pretty fucking awesome mashup of between Ghostbusters and, and Thunderstruck that oh, is worth a listen. Nice. We'll give that one. I'll put a link to it. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Support the show. Follow the social media. And otherwise, we'll be back next week with a new topic and a new video. And until then, see you next time.